I mean, there have been movies that have broken me before, Joe, and I feel like this one, it didn't break me, but it did just make me think of like the futility of us having an upbeat intro. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the All New 52. No, that's our other podcast. <laughs> Dang it. Give me a moment's peace and take out that trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited. That's it. The show where me, Caleb... And me, Joe. We sit down and punish ourselves. Well, the Punisher sure punished someone. Yeah, we have watched the next um, movie in the MCU, starring Thomas Jane (laughs) reprising his role as the Punisher. Odd take, but... uh, No, uh, what did we watch this week, Joe? Run. Hide. Fight. Very disturbing news out of Vernon Central High School. Zoe. In between breath, take a shot. Go! Is it safe to say that this might be our guardian angel? Do you want more people to die? That's the last thing I want. I'm going to kill one person in this room every five minutes. You don't show your face. Isn't it ironic that after all your hard work, people aren't going to remember you? No. They're going to remember me. Run, hide, fight is... What, what's the studio, the actual studio that made Rebeller. it? Beller. Rebeller. You don't need to remember Cinemark, that name. It's, it's Cine something. That's like the company, and then Rebeller was the production company. doesn't matter. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, you don't need to remember that name. But the name that you probably know and will probably, unfortunately, not forget is the the distribution company, Ben Shapiro's own. The Daily Wire. Nashville's own. <laughs> or Franklin, I think. They're technically dead. Yeah, they, they're, not, they're not proper Nashville. Yeah. I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about a Ben Shapiro produced movie. His name is in the credits even. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that the subject material would probably make it so I did, it wouldn't be a hot trash movie. So this is kind of a cheat on my end, but I did think that we could get a good discussion out of it. But as this movie went on, I just got more and more upset with myself mm-hmm. for picking this. <laughs> So, Joe, do you want to tell our listeners what uh, we suffered through this week? Okay. So, Run, Fight, Hide deals with the sensitive topic of school shootings. One I'm very interested in hearing Ben Shapiro. like Ben Shapiro was not great a force in this, but... Yeah, honestly, you, you get that as a one-line synopsis. You can kind of see where this movie's going. It's Die Hard, but with... Please never use that... <laughs> Uh, I was reading reviews during the entire thing. So I'm like, do, what do people think of this movie? Not many, not many takes on it, but every take that I did see was comparing it to Die Hard. This movie isn't Die Hard. I've not seen Die Hard, but this movie is not Die Hard. It's Die Hard in the sense that there is a, like a hostage situation and one person avoids getting caught and they have to kind of go and beat the bad guys. The difference is that Hans Gruber is just... You know, he's just a silly German man who wants to steal some stuff. And like a point in the movie is that he's pretending to be a terrorist that he's not. Dyer's fluff. It's 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 fun, very good action fluff. This is about a school shooting. So we have 
what's her name? Zoe. Yeah. Zoe is not like the other girls. She, she hunts. She hunts and is haunted, literally haunted, literally by, haunted her by her dead mother. There's a part in this where she's captured one of the school shooters and they go, you hear voices too? Cause she's talking to her dead mother. And by the end of this movie, I'm like, she is just as dangerous as everyone <laughs> she took out. This kind of defeats the logic of a good guy with a gun fantasy because I'm not sure she's a good guy. We can, we can get to the movie's own logic with the good guy with the gun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, our antagonists are, I don't know, greasers. Like, they all they all look like what you would stereotype as school shooters. There is There are four of them. There's the punk girl. Mm-hmm. who gets disposed of quickly. The incel. Yeah, the, the fat incel who was bullied as a kid. He makes the turn. She logics. She, <laughs> she logics, and logics the, the school shooter. <laughs> into becoming a good guy. Then there is the, this is my favorite, the schizophrenic skinhead gay man. Yeah. Who's in love with the main, like the head school shooter and the hot guy. Yeah. And then the, the hot joker type. I'm the joker. No, he's, he's anarchy. He's like, I just want to bring the system down. It's what people imagine Antifa's like. I imagine (laughs) he's also an atheist. We need, we must not forget this. Well, they drive that point home. Yeah. They create a big diversion to get the firefighters off their case because that's the people And to block up the roads. And to block up the the single road that leads to the school. That, okay, all that stuff I can buy because it's rural Nebraska. What I can't buy is that they they drive a van into the cafeteria. They shoot several people. Everyone's screaming. And no one in the whole school hears this. So, uh, cards on the table. We did not like this movie. Oh, could they not tell? But benefit of the doubt going into it, I'm like, okay, let's see what they do with this. I don't want to say that this was handled necessarily uh, disrespectfully, but there, I'm getting there. I'm I was getting about there. Say, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, I will. I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of tone deafness and... To handle a subject like this, you have to make a very believable situation and treat everything with the utmost believability to the situation. Crashing a giant van into a into a cafeteria, killing five people right off the bat with multiple gunshots, and no one in the school knowing what's going on. And yeah, you um, lost me. Almost immediately starting a live stream on the school's account, too. Yeah, you, lo- you lost me. How does anyone not know this? It's a wild movie. Uh, and, and not in a good way. Yeah, it's it constantly is having these long drawn out tense scenes and then interspersing it with kind of forehead politics takes. You know how the hunt was avoiding making any political statement? Mm-hmm. I miss that so much because <laughs> this is trying to push in so many. There's this security guard character who I think what they're they're trying to get at is that there should be cops in schools, which there are, which there are. <laughs> uh, but in that, it would be good if there were, because this cop, this security guard is like a coward. He like he like urinates. He like doesn't have a gun. He he's pathetic. He's completely like, useless to the situation. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets blown up. And then of course you have the heroic cops and stuff outside. But of course. Because of the, the situation, they they aren't able to they aren't able to do things. So like you get a ton of moments like that where everything seems to be like, what what are you trying to tell me, movie? Mm-hmm. The main bad guy keeps comparing everything to a game because video games, 
because those cause violence. violence. It's, it's disgusting. Like it, it's a truly disgusting movie. Well, and they, they kind of, you, you led me into this with the, with the good guy with the gun. So I was fully expecting this girl just like comes strapped every day or something. People, people are like, why do you do that? It's my right or whatever. And you know, rural Nebraska, apparently the school can't stop that or something, but they don't do that. And it was real, little refreshing. And then they were just idiotic about it where she's the good guy with the gun. And then you immediately realize, Hmm, this is why the good guy with the gun doesn't make sense. Yeah. She, uh, once, once, uh, Tyler, that's his name, right. Or something. The main school shooter. Ted. Tanner once Trent the, once the bad guy Trevor? with the gun finds out T. he he just immediately shoots someone is like you better come here or else I'm going to keep shooting people and yeah I get it in the movie so far she has saved a lot of people but also try telling that to that girl's mother they're just I now all the weird political moments are flooding back uh the 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 freaking the Christian part were <laughs> He's like the Columbine oh, part. Yeah, yeah, where he looks at someone who has a cross and is like holding it. He's like, "Oh, why would a god let this happen?" And she's like, "Free will." And then, oh, the the whole conversation with the uh, incel guy, where he's like, "Everyone made fun of Everyone me." Everyone laughed at me. They use the trigger. They like use the word trigger, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is a critique of safe spaces." It's constantly assaulting me with all this idiotic stuff, while also just lusting after the violence. It's not brutal in a way where I feel like it's trying to make like, oh no, violence is horrific. It's more like, violence is kind of cool though. This guy has a World War II a submachine gun. Where did they get these guns? I mean, like, gun control, completely different topic. Where did these kids get these guns? It's Nebraska. They grow on trees. I, <laughs> I, I can buy that. I mean, where do any school shooters get guns? Like, it's just it, when you specifically have like a submachine gun that I recognize from like <laughs> from like, World, World War. War. <laughs> it's like oh, that's a little weird. Or the double barrel shotgun <laughs> that fires more than two shots. Yeah, um, Thomas Jane is in this. She he's the dad of the main character, and uh, he gets an American Sniper moment where he. <laughs> <laughs> shoots one of the bad guys through a window at, the, at like the perfect moment it's, it's yeah it's moments like that that make completely make the credibility loss yeah this is a thing don't think you should be making a movie about it like in just at, at all but potentially you could do a decent job with it yeah i i'm sure yeah there's like a movie called elephant i haven't seen it but that has a school shooting uh vox lux from a couple years ago there are tasteful ways of doing this, I would imagine. This seems to be maybe like a step up in realism from that uh, that Canadian teen show where Drake gets shot. Degrassi. Uh, yeah, Degrassi. It seems like a step up in realism from Degrassi. Degrassi was also 10 years ago. <laughs> True. I hate this movie so much. I hate this movie so much. Yeah, it was, it was pretty painful to get through. And it's not even long. It just drags it out. It, it starts super fast and then just lulls the entire time there there were at least three places where they could have naturally ended this mm. and ended my suffering and they didn't which is fitting because at the end of this movie she shoots the bad guy and doesn't end his suffering yeah yeah like he's like bleeding out and she's like i'm gonna let you suffer more glorification of violence like i feel like that's kind of counterintuitive to what this film is trying to do also the cops just like yeah we, he got killed in another explosion wouldn't i i wouldn't want to do that to my worst enemy. Well, some of them, but also like, Hey, no, he's fine. He's over there. Yeah, he yeah, put a hat yeah, on. Yeah. 
<laughs> he, he put on the Marvel disguise. Like, <laughs> for the people who can put politics aside for this movie, I have seen some people be like, at least the action's good. How do you feel about that? No, it's... Like there's you you were you were saying it yourself, man. There's a lot of run and hiding in this movie, but not a lot of fighting yet. Like <laughs> the, the, the third part, kind the, of the I rebel didn't really kick in until like the fifty minute mark. The mom keeps showing up, and there's a part where she's like, "Oh, is this an inconvenient time?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's always an inconvenient time." And the mom's just taunting her daughter in a life or death situation. The mom feels like a venom symbiote in the sense that, like, I'm a. a the mom does not seem like she's providing anything for her daughter. <laughs> like she's not providing any mental stability or encouragement. Well, she's like, a ghost. This is true. <laughs> this isn't like an actual mom. There's a part after the inept security guard gets blown up and the mom comes up and it's like, you know, death is less painful than people think. And I'm like, he just got blown up though. <laughs> I, I doubt that's you a were on drugs experience. and like, and probably the hospital just had a, you know, real, probably a slow but relatively peaceful death oh, compared to getting blown up, at least. I will say, I, I will give it two things. I will give it two points in the form of, well, it could have been worse. <laughs> the first off is, at least this is structured and shot like a movie. It is not infidel. Sure is. I, I think what infidel- if it started with the same infidel? Yep, this is how I got here. This is me. Here's how I got here. Yeah, yeah. I think infidel is less harmful overall because like it's nonsense. Yeah. But this is more entertaining, I would say, because it understands its medium. The second thing is, if you're looking at a, a right-wing take on a school shooting- at least this wasn't a false flag. At least this wasn't some some Alex Jones tier conspiracy where it's like they fake the school shooting. Like, oh god! At least the school shooting's real. It's just one of those things where like school shootings have kind of been in the news spotlight for a couple years now. Last major one was three years ago, I think that we determined. Yeah, I mean, well, if we looked at actual time, probably more like two. But yeah, three yeah. calendar years. Um, ago, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I wouldn't there say are people are shootings. You know prepared for it in that sense there's still a lot of issues that have to get solved but everybody's just com- completely inept at this point or in the movie there's no kind of preparation there's like a lockdown thing and and that's it that is it well, there's no there's no outside intervention yeah it's just also you can't take this seriously because everyone in the school has selective hearing when it comes to gunshots, gunshots. and just like I, I do not believe that this kid, Ty Lopez or whatever his name was, <laughs> knowledge, um, that he would have been able to like play the 3D chess like six moves ahead this whole oh, way. People were like complimenting his like acting is like, yeah, you can really see why those other kids like flock to him in a cult like way. It's like, no, I can't. He just sounds like every like woke, like, oh, I understand the system kid that like. He's, you see, you see on the internet, he's, he's chewing up the scenery so hard that maybe, maybe don't have so much fun playing a school shooter. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an actor. Take my, take my comment with a grain of salt. I, w- I was in pretty little liars or whatever you did before <laughs> this. Yet Kip's motivation in big, big that's, old quotes. That's the incel. That, that is the incel. Who isn't, kid. who he is an incel. He just, Looks he like looks what, like the he looks like the stereotype. Yeah. yeah, you get hit his lackluster, like no justification. You have Chris, I believe, is the skinhead. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's, he's in just love. Crazy. He's in love with Tanner, apparently. Yeah, that's the annoying thing about him is like 
Well, I'm like, okay, first he comes out and like, oh, he's a skinhead. That's why. And then it's like, oh no, he, he's schizophrenic. And then it's like, oh no, he's gay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, Anna is the punk girl. Nothing, nothing. I wonder how classically Abby would, would review Zoe as a, I wonder if she's part of the class. Well, she crew. shows she went too much skin for one. Oh, that's true. Because sleeves, you see arms. Yeah. <laughs> So the director, I want, I want to bring this up. This is how I found out about this film. Ben Shapiro interviewed the director on his, on his program. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how there's a difference between the critics rating of this movie and the audience rating of this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. This is not a uncommon thing. I would say probably most movies have a higher audience rating than critics just because critics will have to watch every movie, even if they're not interested. Audiences usually only seek out movies they're interested in. And then there's us. Yes. And then there's us. Um, <laughs> Who punish ourselves much like Thomas, uh, Jane, that's his name, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's like he punished that one kid, but they turned this into a culture war, war thing, which, you know, it's going great because automatically, uh, the, the director just out of nowhere is like, you know, Biden's plan to unify the country. I really like the idea, but, um, but he talks about how, uh, you know, he, he wanted to go into Hollywood in his younger years, but now he's decided that just conservatives can't work there and they need to create their own creative spaces. Ones where the producers uh, sexually assault minors. Yeah, I think that's perfect into uh, perfectly leads into the information you brought to me. Can you expand on that? Uh, yes, the production company we spoke about at the beginning doesn't exist anymore because uh, the director and head of the studio ignored that one of the producers was sexually assaulting a minor producer was arrested studio shut down. And that's not to say, obviously there's just as much shady stuff. If you know, on average more that goes on in Hollywood, just cause there are more people in Hollywood. So that, that isn't to say like this somehow like reveals the true character of these people, but it is, it does kind of fit a narrative, right? Yeah. And I, I, I really, I really am afraid that this is the kind of stuff we're going to start getting kind of like how pure flicks, uh, kind of siloed themselves off into pure flicks plus or whatever they have. Oh, is that what they have now? Whatever they're like streaming services. It's just, it's just pure flicks. It's Netflix, but pure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm afraid that's where we're going to start getting from the right. And like, they're just going to silo themselves off. And of course, I mean, like, you know, me and me and Joe both live in Tennessee. We have plenty of friends who are conservative, um, friends and family, but, but there's, there's a section of, of the right and right media that I think them siloing themselves off, whether it's behavioral things like what shut this company down, or if it's just like the output of their movies and like the worldview of their movies. I'm not sure that's the most helpful thing right now. I'm not sure that's what we need. I don't think this movie is like doomsday quite like that. No, no, I don't want I don't want to say that. I, ultimately, I think this is just a dumb thriller. Yeah. It's tone deaf. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's, this is like a, the source of a greater evil or something like that. Or it's like the, the start of a greater evil. I think it's just a bad movie yeah. that like gets the subject matter completely wrong. Yeah. But I do wonder if it's like, if we're going to start seeing more stuff like this from the daily wire. And I mean, we probably are. I, I I'm, there'll be a spurt and then it'll be like this movie where none of it's good and it'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, for one, am going to take a vow right here now. I don't have a Bible in the room, so I'm going to touch Joe's knee. The next best thing. On Joe's knee, I promise we will never do a Daily Wire movie on this oh, podcast. Oh, thank God. Again. We are not going to help them get any more exposure than they do. No, we didn't pay for this one, by the way. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> no, no, no. But 
just talking about it feels kind of gross. I'll be honest. Any final takeaways, Joe? Uh, don't watch it. There's you're, you're not getting anything from watching this movie. Yeah. And uh, what's the point of doing a rating? It's bad. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, rate five stars, and get, blow me a kiss. And check out our other podcasts, uh, all, all new 52. Star Wars Therapy. Star Wars Therapy. Ooh, promise Coming of things to, to come. Coming soon to podcast service near you. I can't come soon. Alex works nine weeks, or nine <laughs> days in a row. It's not like we can record anytime soon.